Hello, everyone. This is the 22nd episode of Bible Beyond. And today our passage comes from Mark 1, verses 21 through 28. It says, And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This is not the next story in the book of Mark that we hear about Jesus. For those of you who weren't here, in the previous episode, we talked about Jesus's baptism. And he does a couple other things. He gets tempted in the wilderness, goes, proclaims the gospel. Then he picks up some disciples here we are a bit later on. And this is Jesus where he comes into the temple. He teaches them. They're all amazed. And then this guy shows up with an unclean spirit. He casts him out. And today, we're going to be examining a couple of things. We're going to be looking at how he taught and the reason why they were so shocked at his teaching. We're also going to be talking about even, even though Jesus was such a great teacher that this spirit was somehow opposed to him. And of course, we're going to be wrapping it up with what it means for us. All this and more on Bible Beyond. So again, in the last episode, we learned that Jesus was perfect. And we know this because when Jesus was baptized, first of all, he had the humility to be baptized, even though he had never done anything wrong. And secondly, we know that he was perfect because when he is baptized, the heavens open up, there is this huge light show, God compliments Jesus, the Spirit descends on him like a dove. Never before does that happen in any other baptism, and what that proves is Jesus's perfection. Now, last episode, I asked you guys to, you know, stay listening because we're going to learn more about Jesus. And I, I like it because in the last episode, we learned about his perfection. Now, we get to see his perfection on display. Because what we see in this passage is that Jesus is teaching, which makes sense. He taught a lot in the Gospels. But what's unique is that here we get to see how amazed the scholars and academics of the time were at his teaching. It says in verse 22, And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And then later it says in verse 27, it says, And they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. 
He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. From the passage, we can tell that the scribes and the Pharisees, these people, by the way, are kind of the religious scholars of the time. They know a ton about the Old Testament. They're the ones who instructs the people and how to follow God. So they should be like the most educated and well-versed in Scripture, in the law. And Jesus comes, and they're amazed. They're shocked. And what they specifically say is that this is a new teaching with authority. That's an interesting thing to say, but I I think it does a wonderful job of spelling out how Jesus' teaching is so unique. Let me put it this way. When you're listening to me, or really any other podcast or sermon, or anyone at all who's talking about any subject, even the Bible, what you're really hearing is that person's opinion of what they're talking about. Now, hopefully we do like as much research and examination and looking for context historically as we can so that our opinion is the best informed and therefore we have a very good view to share with others of what the scripture means. But at the end of the day, what you're hearing is still just somebody's opinion. What about Jesus? Jesus has a lot of names. He goes by King of King, Lord of Lords, all these shepherd and stuff like that. A couple of his names that I want to point out, though, is that Jesus is the Word. Now, Jesus is a person, which is a lot different than anything to do with language. But what the Bible means by that is that God, through his power, manifests what he wants to do through words. In creation, he says, let there be light, and there is light. God's power manifests itself as words. And Jesus, the ultimate power that God's given us over our sin and eternity, that Jesus, he is acting, he is the word of God in action. And moreover, more pertaining to this passage, I want to look at Romans 8. In verse 3, it says, For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. This is later in the Bible, but it says that Jesus came to fulfill the law. God gave us all of these rules, instructions, commandments for us to follow. And what Jesus did when he came down to earth is he followed all of those to a T. He followed all of them to the word, the letter, the period. He did everything perfectly, which we've never been able to do. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And because of that, this is kind of harking to what we talked about in the last episode. Jesus has the authority, the divine, complete, and total authority to teach so that when he teaches, it's the final say. And all the scribes, all the Pharisees, they're well-educated. They know what they're talking about, but they don't have the same authority as Jesus because Jesus is the law fulfilled. 
Now, this is fantastic because Jesus is fulfilling the law. He's also teaching about all the incredible things that he knows. Everyone's amazed. The Pharisees later on, they're going to hate Jesus because Jesus does a bunch of stuff that pisses them off. But for now, they're just amazed. They're like, wow, this guy is great. He's teaching with authority. And then all of a sudden, in verse 23, it says, and immediately there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. What we've got in our passage is this celebration of Jesus' teaching. And then out of nowhere, this guy shows up, completely crashes their celebration of Jesus, and he just starts yelling at him and saying, why are you here? Are you going to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. And what he's doing is he's really, he's obviously very angry at Jesus. He's yelling, he's expressing his frustration, and he does it by saying, get this, he says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. That's a really weird thing to say in the context. Have you ever been mad at someone? You probably have, because we all have. And when you're mad at someone, do you, you know, hit them, just strike them with a compliment? No. No, I have never seen that. I've never seen anyone just, they're pissed off at each other, they're going at it, and someone goes, you, oh boy, you are the nicest person I know. And that I have never heard that before. But what this spirit is doing is he's very frustrated. And then he just says, oh, you, yeah, you're pretty bad. You're the Holy One of God. That's what he's saying. He's so mad at Jesus because of how good and perfect he is. Which I think is good for us. And it may be really weird. It doesn't fit in with anything, any situation that we've seen. But I think it's good for us to understand, comprehend, and then relate it to our own lives. What makes this part so strange is the fact that the spirit is frustrated and yet he's complimenting Jesus. And what this shows is that it really is because of Jesus' perfection that He's mad, the spirit. This shows that there is a complete and total opposite between Jesus and the unclean spirit. Which is really confusing, but I mean, if you think about it, it does make sense. If this is an evil, unclean spirit, as the passage says, then it really does want nothing to do with God, nothing to do with goodness, nothing to do with prosperity. In the Garden of Eden, when the snake comes and Satan tempts Adam and Eve, he's just trying to mess everything up just for the sake of hurting them. And that's the exact opposite of what we want in our lives, in our society, for anyone. So when the spirit, when the evil spirit is mad at Jesus... This is actually a very good thing because it means that Jesus 
as the opposite of the problems that we face in this world is the solution. In the last episode, we talked about how Jesus cannot save us if he himself is not perfect. And at the same time, Jesus has no way of saving us if he himself gets along with the evil demons that make our world terrible. Now, this has really broad implications for our life. Because as believers in Jesus, who are also living in the world that's suffering because of these evil spirits and because of the bad stuff in our world, it's good for us to understand how opposed Jesus is to all of this. That him and the evil in this world completely clash. Because it means that for we as believers, when we experience any suffering, any pain, when, when we experience stuff that isn't good, that hurts us, it should just serve as a reminder that Jesus is the complete opposite of this. As bad as whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing may be, Jesus is just as and then more good. It's fantastic that Jesus and the evil clash because it cements Jesus's position as perfect as in this world, but also not of this world. He's the one who, when the evil spirit sees him, just has to insult him because of how great he actually is. Now, the fact that Jesus and the evil in this world oppose each other is good because that means there is hope for us as we're looking for a solution to the problems that we face. However, I want to cement that hope. And I want to do it just by reading further in the passage. It says in verse 25, But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And that's how it ends, at least for the evil spirit. This is important because remember what we were talking about. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. The reason why Jesus comes in and speaks with authority is because he and the law are so similar to one another. So we can take this one step further. In fact, Jesus does in the passage because when Jesus says, when Jesus says something, He says that something has to happen. Just like God says in the creation story, let there be light and there's light. Jesus says, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit comes out of him. This means that because Jesus is fulfilling the law, that Jesus has the power not only to be perfect and to oppose the evil, but also to win and to cast out the evil and What's left is a new man who's no longer under the influence of this unclean spirit. He's free to go live his life, and all because of what Jesus has done. I like the last verse. It says, And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. And that's the point of what we're doing here today. We're trying to spread this fame. We're trying to tell others 
what Jesus has done, how he's been perfect, how he's been the fulfillment of the law, and how that is being acted out both then and now to cleanse these unclean spirits, to free people of the evil of this world. And that's what Jesus is all about. That's what we're studying in the book of Mark. Thank you for listening. And I'd like to close us in prayer. Dear God, thank you for everything that we've learned so far, that you made Jesus perfect, you sent him to fulfill the law, and that when you did, you gave him the authority to deal with everything that we struggle with, that we need you for, God. Please help us learn more about this as we study through the book of Mark. Help us trust in Jesus, and when we're stressed, when we don't know what to do, remember who Jesus is, and that finally, no matter what else happens, he is guaranteed to win. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been the 22nd episode of Bible Beyond. A huge thank you to my grandfather for creating the great music you're listening to right now. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more, check back with us when we have a new episode up and ready. And until then, have a great day.